0: Pass pass, pass the poutine. Pass the poutine.
1: Fries, cheese curds,
0: and chicken break. Pass the poutine. Hi, everyone. It is your host, Nina, and you're listening to Pass the Poutine podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. He is also a fellow Asian Canadian podcaster and my good friend who I met when we were both trying to explore you know what to do in university and then we both somehow landed in korea gavin welcome to the podcast
1: thank you for having me i'm glad to be here and (laughs) i'm a big fan of past the poutine podcast the things you're doing the things you're doing over there amazing
0: (laughs) i am also a big fan of diu daily issues uncovered podcast. (laughs) <laughs> plug 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 <laughs> plug, plug, plug. <laughs> okay great so gavin uh we we actually met when we were in korea so we we actually applied at the same time and then we ended up in the same like province, province right yeah. yeah yeah they say province yeah, yeah in korea and uh you know i'm not korean
1: and uh, neither korean. am i i'm i'm <laughs> chinese canadian
0: <laughs> what happened how did how did you end up in korea like why korea
1: <laughs> when, was, when did we go 2014? We, we
0: went in 2014?
1: That's right. At that time, I was still a student, I was still an undergraduate student, and mm. I heard about the program we went on, and the special thing was they allowed undergraduate students to go teach, right?
0: That's right, that's so right.
1: so I, I had one more semester left of my university before I, I could graduate, but I, I just thought to myself. I'm like, uh, when am I going to get the chance to to go out there and to, to just live in Korea? It, to be honest, I wasn't really like a big fan of Korea. It was just more so that this program allowed me to go there while I was still it, a student. It like, existed? Yeah, it, it existed. Because like, <laughs> prior to going to Korea, I, I didn't really know about Korea. I wasn't like a K-pop guy. I wasn't like...
0: Really? Yeah, I no I didn't
1: really know anything about Korea, but... To be honest, it was just a program which allowed me to go as an undergrad. So and I heard about it, my friend did it and it was recommended. And I think a lot of young people today they you know, they feel like that pressure of once you graduate university, especially if a lot of young people don't know what they're gonna do after, it's it's kinda scary. So I guess Totally. Partially I can say going to Korea was kind of like me trying to fend off responsibilities. <laughs>
0: That's like you know what, like I think a lot of us don't like to admit it, but I think that's absolutely true, right? It's just like how can I put more roadblocks before I have to eventually accept like the role of being an adult.
1: Yep, just going into the real world, <laughs> and and I'm gonna say this right now. I have no stats to back this up, but I'm pretty sure more than seventy five percent of our peers, seventy five point five. Yep, of our peers, <laughs> we met in Korea. We're in the same boat.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what? I think that is a pretty good stat. And I would even, you know, dare say it might even be, you know, for over 80%. Because I think the, the program that we were in, most people didn't study, like, education. No, no. Right? It was like, I think I met, like, a girl who studied zoology, right? Someone studied uh, food science. Sure. <laughs> Someone studied engineering. Yeah, it was just all over. It was just like, you know what? This is an opportunity. It's a thing that exists. And, and let's, let's go.
1: <laughs> and I think that's the thing if we're talking about that whole sort of working holiday sort of thing where totally. you literally hop on a plane and teach English in Asia which is really common mm-hmm. it's it's really accessible to do but for a lot of people who aren't really into that education field it's sort of it is a holiday and no one totally. like no one's going to say like yeah I'm going to go teach elementary like some people do but like like i'm not going to teach elementary school for you know 30 years and in a in a small town you know maybe one in like the one percent will do that but like i'm saying is probably like one percent of the cohort we went are still in korea
0: right
1: yeah nothing wrong nothing wrong with with you if you want to stay in the country but i think just i'm just saying for most people who go overseas to go to asia to teach i feel like it's probably just like a few years and then it's like a reality check and then, that, oh, man, right. we got to get back. You know, I got to get back to my life. I can't just be doing this forever.
0: That That's such a great explanation you gave because I feel like Korea, like the program we did, it's like a pause button on our life.
1: Literally, especially our jobs. Uh, well, I don't know about your situation specifically because I remember you had... I think
0: you know my situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember you had some... Um, Let's just say uh, some some smart kids. Let's you know not some
0: smart kids. Yeah, yeah. There we go.
1: <laughs> but but to tell the listeners, um, my situation. This was my day in Korea. I would leave my house at you know eleven thirty or something. Get to school, work at noon, have lunch, <laughs> teach three classes, and leave at four thirty. Like I was at work from twelve to four thirty. I don't think right. there's gonna be a job, which allowed me to, to support myself at like we we enjoyed ourselves in korea right it's not like oh, we were yeah. it's not like we were poor and then we could if we wanted to eat out every night at like some cheap I think, cheap food but I still good food
0: i think that's what happened
1: yeah so i mean <laughs> i mean doing the amount of work i did in turn and in, in returns for like the amount of fun we had it was definitely like a pause button on life like because yeah. when else can that happen
0: Right, right. We, we we got our apartments paid for. We got like a very nice salary. I, I was I was doing the math on it, like how much we were getting paid per hour. And we were being paid over 25,000 Korean won per hour. Yep. Uh, and that's not including the rent that they paid for. Yep. Like they paid for our apartment. So if you included that, it would have been well over $30 an hour to work three hours a day. Five days a week, right? So it was a very sweet deal. Did you have any expectations about Korea before you went there? And how were those like met or not met?
1: Right, 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 right. I think, like I said earlier, going into Korea, I literally did not know any... I i don't even know how I passed the interview, to be honest, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I had no preconceptions about Korea. I know, I would say during the time we got there... I think in popular culture Korea started to to sort of sneak into the western, you know, hemisphere, like North America or whatever. And I'm talking about like like when did Gangnam style come out? Was that during the time we were there about? like maybe a bit before? A,
0: a bit before, yeah.
1: Just like in the western media like Gangnam style kind of like I'm talking from the the regular people. I'm not talking about the, the hardcore K-pop people. If you're a K-pop fan, I'm Lame sorry, it. I'm not Yeah, I'm not trying to like
0: the...
1: I'm not trying to say what you're doing is is uh, it's crazy or anything, but but like in terms of the layman, yeah, the non, yeah, the
0: non-educated the laymen of, of the, the K-pop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think during the time we went was like when Korea started of getting on the uh, the radar in the yes. in the Western Hemisphere. Yes, like, like the
0: up and coming. Yeah. Like Korea wasn't as sexy when we went. As it is right now.
1: Yes, yes, completely agree, and that's why I didn't really have that many preconceptions. And of course, if your listeners are all like K-pop fans, they're gonna be like, "Uh, "Yo, what about Big Bang? What about?" Okay, yeah, I I knew of those guys, but I wasn't like a hardcore fan. (laughs)
0: Right. So then,
1: so then when I went, it was it was really a blank slate. I would say going to Korea. Oh wow! And just seeing like what it was all about. And mind you like we mm-hmm. lived in the boonies. We weren't in a big yeah, city or anything. We, yeah, we did. So totally. See seeing... your town
0: was like famous for one temple.
1: Yeah, and I <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: And I never went to that temple.
0: You never You know I I you know I went to that temple. I did a temple stay at that temple in your town.
1: <laughs> Tell me about it. What um, What was that like?
0: I was volunteering to translate my Korean friends' broken English into proper English for U.S. soldiers who were doing a temple stay. It was hilarious because I don't speak Korean, so I couldn't translate Korean to English. So I could only translate and and I'm like pretty fluent at broken English. Like I'm so good at understanding broken English. I don't know. I don't know why. So I was just translating her broken English into proper English. It was so (laughs) hilarious. Um, Yeah, we did that. Actually, that's how I got most of my U.S. soldier friends was from that devil's day. And then after that, I just had access to like the U.S. Army base near where I lived, yeah, which I remember meant that. I got access to like Cheetos and like lace from the U.S. Oh my you know, God. like it was it was great, man. That was a that was a great decision.
1: Yeah, I remember. <laughs> but anyways, you, yeah, you lived near an army <laughs> army base, right?
0: I was, yeah, yeah. I was, I lived right near, uh, if anyone knows, like Camp Carroll in in Weiguan. Weiguan. Good times. Shout out to Weiguan. Weiguan. Shout out to Weiguan. It wasn't yeah, even I a.
1: It wasn't even a she, right? It was a oop.
0: It was an oop. <laughs>
1: So for the listeners It's like a she is like a city, right?
0: And then it, and then a county is a goon.
1: Yep. And then a
0: and then we have
1: an oop an oop? What is it? I don't know. And
0: then we have What's oop. smaller than a county?
1: Like it's just a town?
0: A village? I think so. Was, I guess it would be like, yeah, a town or like fort, maybe in Canadian language or whatever. Right. Like a yeah, maybe. Like a oop. It was it was small and it was an oop Oop. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! Oh
0: my god! But yeah, you were saying. You were saying.
1: Yeah, no expectations of, I mean, sorry, no preconceptions of what Korea was like. I think that's also what made my uh, my journey there unique. And I felt like I just went with a fl- went with the flow for most of the time. I learned to admire the culture, but also I learned that uh, living in a living in a farmland where the rooster wakes you up at six a.m. You know isn't <laughs> isn't necessarily what I <laughs> what I want for the rest of my life
0: <laughs> before you went to Korea did you like were you familiar with Korean food or at least
1: I'm trying to remember because honestly I like I said it wasn't that popping here especially like I'm from Toronto Um, there were some there are some like Korean spots before I left but I felt like when I came back I started noticing these places more uh, maybe because I didn't so, maybe because yeah. I didn't go out of my way to like hit up these korean spots but Mm -hmm. and then when i came back i was more educated but then i personally don't think it was that that uh that scene was here
0: right oh in toronto okay there is there is a scene there's
1: like a korean town there is whatever but I, i wasn't like you know one to hang around every day in those areas right so right i think going there definitely opened my eyes so i appreciate the culture more and and uh learn more about just like uh what's what's up over there
0: for me going there I before I went I was like I I had watched k-dramas right and I was like oh I love Korean dramas I thought I loved Korean food you know before I went to Korea before I moved there I was like oh I love Korean food I love bibimbap (laughs) I I love Korean barbecue (laughs) but but you know what like I thought I loved it because I only had it once every six months
1: yes but when you have it every day
0: exactly total different story first
1: of all right so who's putting corn on their pizza like. okay
0: yo no okay corn is like level one right they're putting in like per- pureed sweet potato like piped from a bag as a topping <laughs> on a pizza. <laughs> oh my gosh and then like shrimp on top of the pureed like sweet po- oh my god it was yeah it was it was too much man but yeah it. then when i when i got there i was like I, uh, I'm not a big fan of Korean food and it actually took me over half a year to get used to eating Korean food, like every single day, every single meal.
1: Well, if you think about it, Korean food is pretty restrictive. Um, it's, especially if you're like a vegetarian going to Korea, it's like, what, I honestly, like, oh what, are gonna like, what, what are you going to do? Like, what are Kim, you going to eat? Kimchi you gotta every start,
0: day? You, you got to start like loving kimchi. Like kimchi's your best friend. Because
1: honestly, I was looking at some of these menus at my time there because, my parents are vegetarian, right? They they never came to visit, but I, I think if they did, I would have been pretty lost. Like, where are we gonna eat? Because i was just no, looking at. No, you're gonna bank, go I'm,
0: to Kimbap Nara. Yeah. Ask for the kimbap without the ham. The
1: two dollar. The two dollar
0: kimbap. Be like, no ham, ham no.
1: <laughs> Here's another thing. Like my my Korean is so trash. I don't know. Thinking back in hindsight, how did I even survive a year? With Dude. basically no Korean, and we're not Dude. living in Seoul, where where you can just no. get by with English. Yeah, no, no, no. Literally, no, like I said, a rooster wakes me up at six a.m. and <laughs> and there's like a guy, you know, farming outside my house. That's 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 yeah, scene. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like legit. Did you also have like the the big sheets of? I guess plastic or blankets on the ground where they're just drying random yes, things yes. on the side of the road like all the time, right?
1: It's like <laughs> and I was in I was kind of on the edge of the town the city I lived. City uh, in, in air quotes. And right. You... <laughs> it's like on one way I swear to god, the only attraction in my town, besides that temple apparently, <laughs> is the train station. I, I, I always say that. The the only attraction in that town was the train station. <laughs>
0: But that okay. Um, you know what? Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a small little town. I don't get yeah, me wrong. I, don't get yeah. me wrong. There was
1: the small time, small town charms, but I feel like at the same time, uh, like 2014, I was probably like 22. You know, I I couldn't really appreciate that. Thinking back on I mean, it now, it was nice, and I I feel nice. that yeah. I. A part of me feels like I wasted the opportunity of exploring that small town. But also, I'm also surprised I survived the whole year with minimal Korean. Like Basically, I can order food at a restaurant and that's it. And count to like seven. I can't even count to ten anymore.
0: <laughs> Wait, can you try right now? Do you remember?
1: Hana. Do. Set. Net. You got. Did I skip one? Did I skip one? <laughs>
0: That's 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 what I'm saying. You can count to four, <laughs> not seven. Oh,
1: so, man. so you can see how my Korean has uh has has gotten worse. I lost three numbers.
0: You can count to
1: four. I lost three numbers.
0: Oh my god. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, no, same for me. Like, but you know, luckily for us, because of the program we were in, they actually taught us how to read Korean. So, is that where you learn how to read Korean during our orientation?
1: Yes. Oh my God. So, when I first saw a like, Korean alphabet, I was like, there's no way in hell I can read this. Like, <laughs> like there's circles there's lines there's 90 degree angles there's
0: like it looks like an l and that looks like an e but it's pronounced like a t it's like all these things yeah
1: but fortunately korean is phonetic so you just put the pieces together and if you memorize you know what that 90 degree angle sounds like or what that circle (laughs) sounds like or that straight line sounds like you can kind of read it together and, totally, and also, totally. fortunately, seventy five point five percent of Korean is just English.
0: <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. You're slowly like,
1: reading. You're slowly reading the menu. It's like, oh, uh, you're you know, um, shout out to Mom's you're Touch, like, the the chicken restaurant. <laughs> mom's
0: Touch, what up? It's I like we're,
1: we're reading touch. the restaurant menu. We're like, huh? I wonder what this is. Chicken burger. Oh, it's a chicken burger. <laughs>
0: exactly i remember my favorite burger at mom's touch i was like reading i was like what is this white garlic burger oh white garlic burger sweet like but the (laughs) thing is everything you have
1: to say it in that accent like that pronunciation or else they're not going to understand what what's happening because i i remember one time uh me me and the other toronto guy you remember jimmy Shout out, Shout to, out Jimmy. to Jimmy! Shout out to Jimmy! <laughs> yeah, uh, we were going to we were, we hopped in a taxi, and we were trying to hit up the uh, the mall. It's called Lotte Lotte Mart. Was it oh, Lotte yeah. Mart? Yeah,
0: yeah. Lotte Mart is the grocery store, right? It's like a
1: supermarket or something. I don't I don't know like a mall. Oh, okay. or, we were trying to go somewhere. It's called Lotte Mart or like Lotte World. It's it the mall. That's all I remember.
0: The mall is Lotte World. Yeah. Yeah. Lotte
1: World. So Jimmy and I hop in the cab and. Latte World, you know, because, like, it's literally English, <laughs> Latte World. And the, ca- uh, the cab driver just turns around and, and gives us, like, like, a confused look. I'm like, Latte World. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. It's, I'm pretty sure it's called Latte World. I don't think I'm saying it incorrectly. And then, and then Jimmy and I were taking turns going, like, Latte World. He's like, Latte World. And the guy, the, the cab driver's just getting more and more confused. And then eventually he's like, oh, Latte like Lopte And then I'm like there what I'm like No no way man that I didn't <laughs> wanna go in you know making these stereotypes and assumptions about English accents but it happened. Oh, it happened,
0: it happened. <laughs> I have the, the same story happened to me. My my friend from Vancouver came to visit me in Korea, right? It was her first time in Korea. And I was like, yo, let's hit up Costco. We go to Costco, right? And we're looking at the Costco menu. Oh, God, yeah. And they have like a... uh, Yeah, they have like a honey, almond, ice cream, right? So I'm like, dude, it's fucking English. You order, right? And she goes up to the... She doesn't know anything about Korea, right? She goes, she's just like, one honey almond ice cream and then the guy just looks so confused right he just had no idea and i'm like literally there are like three items on this fucking menu like like, take a guess if you don't know right so like what so then i have to go in and i'm like honey almond ice cream and he's like oh okay
1: like if i was your friend i would be so like i would i would be shocked i'd be like is that racist (laughs) No, but no, it's, not. Like, but it's not. But it's not. Yeah. Are you? For real? I would have thought it was a joke, but until yeah, yeah. but after that experience in a cab, I was like, "Well, this is how I live now. This is how, <laughs> like, they can't even say my name in Korea." Gavin, the V is a B. Yeah,
0: Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> you were Gavin
1: for one year. I was Gavin. I changed my identity. <laughs> <You weren't even? laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. I wasn't even gonna like cha- correct them. I'm like, I know I'm an English teacher, but. <laughs> all right that's my name now <laughs> and
0: like i love that you weren't even really Gabine. sometimes you are cabine right
1: yep g's and k's <laughs> can somehow mold into mold oh into each God, other
0: that's so hilarious the thing with living so it was i don't know about you but it was my first time living abroad yeah was it yours yep. yeah so so we we're both um you know in our early 20s and then we're suddenly living abroad for the first time and one thing i didn't really think about when i was abroad was like how lonely it was gonna be mm. right so i don't know if you felt that way but i'm not super close with my family and but you know being far away i was really like wow i like i just missed being able to go to like the pharmacy and being like hey i have a cold um what what can I take for my cold? Right. Yeah. Like I felt like one thing there is, it's not having the language. I really felt like such an infant in Korea. Oh
1: my god, yes. Because yeah, the simplest things become a chore because yeah, you can't seriously. even say because you can't even tell the taxi driver to go to Latte World. That's that's why. <laughs> that's why
0: can't even order honey almond ice cream at Costco. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want to hear about, um. why did you decide to go cr- co- Korea, to Korea?
0: Oh, Gavin, you're such a great podcaster. <laughs> yeah, no. It's so not all about me. I actually, it's, it's all you, it's all you. Um, so I decided to go because my two cousins had gone previously. So that's how I he- I heard about the program. Teaching English or also, they just lived there? Te- te- yeah, the exact same program we did. Oh, okay, nice. So both of them, they're brothers and they both did it. And then I was like, okay, so it's a legit, legit program. Kind of like when your friend did it, you're like, it's real. It's not like a scam, like yeah. an arv- like a they, organ they harvesting They came back scam to Canada. Or
1: their organs were still there. They <laughs> exactly, were alive.
0: exactly. <laughs> right? Um, didn't seem brainwashed, you know, like no microchip present. <laughs> and so I went, and, uh, and then I had, you know, watched Korean dramas. And, and um, I had actually visited Korea once before that program. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in high school, I had a lot of Korean international student friends, and I actually did visit Korea when I was 18, and I really loved it. But that was because, you know, I was with my friends. It was the first time I traveled by myself. I was Ooh, 18. That's so... hung out with my... Couch surfed with my friends, you know, went shopping for a week. Like, what's not to like, right? Oh,
1: my God. Can I can I interject? Because you said... Yes, of um, course. You were, you were in high school in Vancouver, right? Yes. So... You know what's so wild? You said you you had so many international students, or you knew a lot of Korean friends. I uh, um, yeah. in This was just my experience, though. Like in in Toronto area. In like, Toronto, yeah. Um, I knew like one Korean person. What like basically literally one or two Korean people before <laughs> going to Korea. Because I don't know if it's like, I'm. You know, there are tons of Korean in Toronto. Don't, don't get me wrong, but just my experiences. That's why I was such a blank slate. I barely knew any koreans see hearing about the differences in uh vancouver in uh toronto i feel like a lot more koreans go to vancouver though because it's i guess it's closer to the it's a closer flight i guess
0: it's a closer flight so i think the flight from vancouver to korea seoul korea is nine hours Mm -hmm. and then maximum 10. and then to toronto is another six hours 14. you add another six another from vancouver to toronto right
1: it's a if you're flying direct it's that's and crazy. there's no direct
0: right from Toronto to there. Korea there has there? to
1: be right. Didn't we fly? I don't. Wait, no, no.
0: No, you stopped in Vancouver, I think. Yes, right. Sub- On yes, back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. No, th- I don't think there's a direct flight from Vancouver. There Toronto might
1: be now, but when we went, yeah,
0: and when I came back, I don't
1: think there was a there was a direct flight like that. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I was just I just thought it was interesting mm. how. It, you knew so many Koreans before, before like like. Whereas I, I didn't know any Koreans basically until I went to Korea.
0: You're you're ballsy, man. You just went in like totally blind. You're like, oh. But the it's assumption, a country. the assumption
1: is a Korea, Korea, is a safe country,
0: right? That's true. So yeah. I knew, and and the assumption is it holds because it is a safe country.
1: Yeah. So I wasn't like worried that I was going to an unknown country. I was more of like uh, I was more excited, and mm. you know. People say like you can just walk, walk through a dark alley at night and nothing happens. And like I'm a dude, right? And I'm like a tall guy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I think like okay. the, the fear is flex, like flex zero. Flex your height.
0: Flex it. That's <laughs> all <laughs> <tell> you Kevin?
1: <laughs> I'm like six two ish, so like I'm just like a. I I remember like walking home from the train station. Like this is back in Korea in my in my town where yeah. the train station is the only attraction. Like yeah. it would it'd be like a twenty-minute, fifteen-minute walk to get back to my home from the train station, and to take a shortcut, mm-hmm. I'd go through just like dark alleys where cats are running around, and <laughs> I remember thinking how I was so not scared and how normal walk, like how normal walking this route was, because yeah. it's just Korea, like people just leave their phones and wallets on the table and then like at a cafe or totally. anything, and you just you leave it to that go to the washroom. That
0: blew my mind. Right? That, yeah. When I first saw that, I was like what the fuck is happening like i like when i saw a girl leave her wallet on a table and then just go like order i wanted it to be like you left your wallet on the table right. you know what i mean because that would like be gone if,
1: if it yeah. was here
0: dude if it was here you, your shit is gone like for sure
1: you turn you around and even... it's gone like you turn around to order you, your turn... feet, you look back Three seconds later it's gone Ex-
0: <laughs> exactly right so in Korea like you'll have young girls just having like the brand new latest iPhone half hanging out of their backpack pocket yeah like it's no big deal and I was thinking like if I was a thief right I would just be I would have I would have like 20 new iPhones every single day yeah just like grabbing it from people's back pocket like it's no big deal it blew my mind that was a huge culture shock for me
1: I, and yeah. that just speaks to the safety of Korea, especially like again, yes, we're yeah. not living in Seoul or anything. So I guess people are also more chill about it. Oh,
0: that's true. That's true. Yeah, so, we were living in the countryside. Yeah.
1: So it's like people. People are. I guess you know that. I don't know. Is it right to say they're kinder?
0: In in the countryside. Yeah. I think so. I think that's a. I think that's a thing everywhere in the world. Yeah, small town folk. Yeah farmers yeah, yeah. small town kind of small town like hospitality and uh there's a lot more trust in the community and small towns are typically you know stronger so yeah it's interesting because yeah.
1: you lived on a, in a in the army base basically near the I army did, base
0: i, I live near an army yeah. base. yeah did
1: you did you feel there was that sort of uh because it's no longer a small town they're they're like american dudes there's, did you feel n- that a sort US, of like
0: u.s u.s military yeah. base did you feel was there was sort town. of that
1: like uh that changed the perception of the people around it, or because I remember, I remember the the Weiguan Oop, You know, there was like a lot more American <laughs> restaurants in that area than that's than right. where I live.
0: Yeah, that's true. We we ate at um, at some restaurants out right outside the base, right? Yeah, that's where we would go when we wanted like you know a Philly cheesesteak or like a hamburger that wasn't from like latte, uh Mart- What's more the store? Loteria. Lot- no. Loteria. Loteria. Yeah, 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 right? So when we wanted, like, American fare, we'd be like, all right, we're going to Weiguan. We're walking to the army base up the hill, and then there's just, like, a slew of stores. And they're all, like, American, like, food. And then most of the waitresses were actually uh, Filipino women. I don't know if you noticed really? that. Did you remember? No, I, I didn't know. Yeah. Well, I don't remember. So yeah. what, in Korea, they Korean men who like reach a certain age, right, and they're like unable to get married. They'll often look internationally for their wives, right, and this will involve them going to countries like um, Vietnam, uh, Thailand, um, Philippines, Cambodia, etc. Right, 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 right. And and the and there are a lot of like international like broke brokers. Is that what you would call them? Like the marriage marriage brokers.
1: Sure pips
0: yeah and then yeah
1: <laughs> wedding pips
0: wedding pips yeah right the the politically correct term wedding pips yeah <laughs> and uh, so i think what it cost was i my my friend was telling me this was like if you wanted a bride from vietnam she costed like i don't know let's say five thousand dollars and then you get a bride from vietnam and then if you go like there's like this even this hierarchy of like which country the bride was oh, from man. the price would would be different okay right so i think vietnam was like more expensive than cambodia cambodia was more expensive than like myanmar so it, it, was, just, it was so fucked up now that we think about it right it's like because she's from this country she's worth less or something right um so at so there was a lot of uh brides from the philippines living in the area i was in oh And so what would happen? so there are a lot of filipino brides uh, and then they would like marry these Korean men and then you know not a shocker to most people these marriages wouldn't really work out because these girls are like in their late teens early 20s and these men are you know 50 something 60 something right? Jesus. And there's and there's this huge like culture barrier there's a language barrier and then they would uh, end up in they would divorce but I guess the Filipino wife had lived in Korea long enough to like have some sort of residency (laughs) and then they would come and work at this uh these american restaurants outside the military base and then they would start having relationships with uh the u.s soldiers
1: oh my god so that's and then maybe that was the original plan there you go
0: and that was exactly 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 so that's that's exactly what it is so yeah so what it was was like, like um what i've heard is filipino wives would use and and I don't want to restrict it to only Filipino women, right? This could be other women as well. Yeah. But um they would use like Korea as a stepping stone to get to America. Mm-hmm. Right? Te- so they're technically in Korea true. Already. I could
1: see that. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? So so I would see a lot of like Filipino women, you know, in their late 30s. I mean, they're Asian, so Asian don't raisin, right? They still look very good, great bodies like and then they would be coupled with these like 19-year-old, you know, boys that are freshly shipped from America to be in a korean military base oh, like i would man. see that quite often when i was there interesting. yeah and, yeah yeah so that was really interesting and then when i actually talked to uh, korean locals too they would tell me the same thing and then i would i would see it and i'm like oh yeah and we also in that area like basically anywhere where there's a u.s army base in korea we have these things called juicy bars have you heard of them no juicy juicy bars so juicy bars is like kind of like a club where most of the girls who work there are um filipino women or like i've never heard of vietnamese women working there but i wouldn't be surprised if they did as well it was a whole like korean man wife thing and then that's where all the u.s soldiers would go and then you know party and drink and then hook up and and that's how they would meet these women so so yeah that's that was kind of a thing uh friday night at the this... uh? There you go. Yeah. So so it was really interesting in Weiguang. Like it was funny because I was in Korea and I I did learn a lot about Korea, but I didn't realize how much I would learn about America <laughs> when I was in Korea.
1: Right. 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 <laughs> yeah, that
0: was a huge shocker to me because I had a lot of friends from the army base and they told me a lot about America and the thing about the U.S. Army because you know we're we're Canadian and I feel like yeah you know, of course we have a military but it's not as strongly. We're, it. What, what would you even it's, say? It's a
1: peacekeeping force.
0: It's a peacekeeping. It's, it's force, It's barely right? an army. It's just some
1: dudes <laughs> with a gun.
0: No, please don't attack us! Don't attack Canada! Don't attack Canada! Uh, yeah, so it, it's not like you know we, we're not like oh you're you're a veteran like good job thank you for your service we're we're not really like that in Canada yeah. whereas I feel like in America like um, veterans are very you know respected yes so but in reality they just yeah. spent
1: they just spent some time in Korea and. And go to Juicy Going Bars. to Juicy
0: Bars, you know, hook up with... They, they go
1: back home and they have all this uh, valor. Is that what you're
0: yeah. saying? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. You said that. <laughs> no, so what I'm saying is, like, um, what, what I was getting at actually was, like, a lot of... What surprised me, because, you know, we're from Canada, so I don't actually know this much about America, but a lot of the people that were in the U.S. military in Korea, they were, like, 19-year-old mm-hmm. poor kids.
1: Okay, and then they would yeah. get paid probably better than if they stayed home, right?
0: Exactly. So there are these poor kids, they don't have any like educational prospects and they would go and they would get recruited by, you know, some agent in America to join the army, mm-hmm. get paid this amount and blah blah blah. So oh. yeah, a lot of a lot of the US soldiers I met were were people from disadvantaged families, disadvantaged backgrounds interesting. and yeah, it, it was like very interesting to me and what really shocked me was the amount of women or female soldiers. That blew my mind. Because, you know, when we see media and we look at soldiers and we think military, of course we think men. And and it, and it is majority men.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: I was shocked by the amount of women. There were so many women. And these women, they have to go through the same, like, physical tests the men have to go to. Like, my, my best friends from the base were, were women, right? And then they'd be, like, super built, right? And they would tell me stories. And, uh, yeah, it was it was so many women. They're so strong. But, you know, outside of the Army base, you wouldn't even be able to tell their soldier
1: interesting but they know how to
0: use guns yeah. right they know how to shoot it was it blew my mind yeah it was it was a really interesting experience wow <laughs> way <Weiguan>. gone yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think my my favorite thing was when I got to go to the army base, besides being able to have access to like American goods and snacks at American prices. And by the way, in American military bases, they're allowed to use the American plug. You know, in Korea, we had to buy like a little adapter for everything. Two
1: dots or what was it? (laughs)
0: Yeah, Yeah, two dots. Yeah. Two, the 2 dots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we call them 2 dots. It's, I think it's a volt. It's probably like what 220 voltage or something. Um yeah, but on American military bases, it was they just had the regular voltage that they just used back home. My God. I was like you guys don't even you guys don't even know what it's like to live in Korea. <laughs> when I was talking to the soldiers, <laughs> like you don't even know what it's like to not have access to everything you have access to like at all, but but yeah, oh, oh, but the library at the army base was so nice. A lot it was of English all, books like yeah, it-
1: yeah, all because I
0: remember yeah, well I remember visiting like Korean libraries and like, you know, no shocker to anybody, like all the books were in Korean and you know I was like, maybe they have like a tiny English section and they never did. Mm-hmm. But when I went on the military base, it was this whole library of just like all the books and I was like, Wow, this is this is amazing. But but yeah, anyways.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh interesting tidbit about where I live. There's like one library, a main library. And to get up you know, since we're talking about wedding pimps and and libraries to connect the story. So there was the library in the city I lived in. It was up a hill, and to go up that hill, there would be if you go up the hill at night, it's a whole different story because it that was just what we like to call Hooker Hill. Because it would be lined up with like imagine this, it's night, you're walking up the hill trying to go to the library, study, I, I don't know whatever whatever you do at a library. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Read a book. Yeah, whatever. I don't know what
1: they do there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you go up the hill, and it's just old ladies, uh, Ajimas, <laughs> trying to ajumas. trying to lure ajumas. lure you in with like a with like promises of of beautiful women, essentially.
0: Promises of of uh, incredible pleasure.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's what I because um because okay so the city I was in is called Gimchan and if you ask any shout out to Gimchan shout Chan. out to Gimchan and you ask shout out to Gimchan station the only attraction in the, <laughs> 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 that the and,
0: second biggest attraction <laughs> that Gimchan. and Hooker Hill <laughs> not after <laughs> Jikjisa temple
1: <laughs> that's third
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's third okay okay so
1: so it's basically just a hill of old ladies trying to lure you into like their respective shops <laughs> And it seemed oh like my God. like as foreigners we don't know what Gimchon is. It's like okay, just in the middle of the world like but it's apparently yeah. it's like known as the uh the CD No way. Like like locals know it's like, oh, oh, you're going to Gimchon no. and you know what's up? It's like it's like, oh, what did you do last weekend? Uh, oh, I went over to Gimchon that night and then you know what he did?
0: No, you're kidding. That's like the
1: the perception I'm like wow. That's that's the perception Kim Chan of gimcheon my... shi. Yeah.
0: Gimcheon shi. Is known for
1: the, hook, the, the hooker hill. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Wait. So would it be like the equivalent of like someone thinks about Amsterdam and then they're like oh, maybe the red maybe. Light It's
1: like it's like I remember I asked the Korean dude about it. I'm like, yeah, Gimchon. He like he he's like, oh, he knew what's up. I'm like, I'm just living in Gimchon. I'm like, I'm a I'm like, I didn't choose to be here, man.
0: <laughs> he's like, I didn't get to. You're like, I didn't get to pick. Right? I didn't know. <laughs>
1: Literally, when I got the the email or whatever, that I was going to Gimcheon, obviously the first thing you do is google it. On the yeah. Wikipedia page, it was just a highway sign, like a green highway sign with an arrow pointing right <laughs> saying Gimcheon. I'm like, "Well, I guess this is where I'm living for the next year." <laughs>
0: Wait, so did you ever walk up Hooker Hill? I did once. How how was it? Like, did, how many, like, so, ajumas came up to you?
1: I think my experience was a bit altered because I was walking with my white friend. Oh, so, a guy friend. Yeah. Yeah, like a white okay. guy.
0: So that attracted more ajumas?
1: I think it might have because, like, if I was walking up there alone, yeah, they would have maybe more, I don't know, maybe more of it came to me.
0: Oh, yeah, because you're alone. Like, you're alone.
1: Yeah. But then also, like, I don't, know, no. I don't know if they would approach... I don't know if they approached the white guy more. You know what I mean? I feel mean? like they would. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I then feel, that diverted like would, yeah. the attention from me. But, you know, either way, regardless, uh, we just walked up the hill. Like, just to, right, just to okay. see what it was about.
0: It, uh, yeah, that's what I heard in Korea. Is like, if you're a guy, and you're alone, and you're walking... And people know, they look at you, they can smell like the, the imperialism through your blood, right? They know yes. you're not from Asia. And then they're like, oh, you want some? You want some good, good? Because uh, the same thing happened to my cousin in Vietnam. I think it's an Asian thing. So my cousin, you know, he's Vietnamese, but he's from Australia. And he was walking on the street somewhere and then like I was gonna go meet him for lunch and then when I met him for lunch she's like you know what just happened to me I was like what happened and he's just like this girl this random girl just came up to him and then in her broken uh, English she was like you want sec you want sex <laughs> 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 and he he's like no and then he, he wants to meet me so I, I think it's quite common for um yeah I think it's just a it's I think it's like a hustle thing right N- not to hate I'm not hating on people's hustles but you know you gotta make money somehow I guess
1: yeah <laughs> it sells i mean someone's gonna buy it right someone's
0: it's, gonna buy it yeah for sure for sure but yeah you know being in korea you know we're both not Korean. White. oh white yep <laughs> well that too do that you too. we're not white do or you feel
1: like you <laughs> blended in
0: okay for me personally i felt like i blended in okay because the thing is so when i was there at first i didn't blend in and then i think i stayed for a couple months and then my whole style changed to like korean i started wearing korean style makeup and then after that everyone just spoke to me in korean all the time and when i would respond in english they started getting really confused they're just like why don't you speak korean Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right or i'd be with and it's funny because uh i was hanging out with my my neighbor as a Latino girl right uh, and then so you know walk it was funny because I don't really speak Korean but my neighbor spoke Korean quite well yep but she's Latina right so we would be walking and then uh, if we walked into a restaurant they would immediately go up to me and be like oh how many people and then I'd point to her and then she would respond and then the waitress would literally point at both of us and then move her hand back and forth being like it's like you guys are, you are like, <laughs> <I'm reversed. laughs> yeah, like like a reverse like personality like i'm so confused so we got that a lot everywhere i went with her they expected me to be the local showing her around but really she was she was the local um but <laughs> but yeah <laughs> no I, I felt like i blended in for a good amount of time like when i was in korea i felt like for the first time in my life i felt like i belong somewhere w- which i know sounds really mm-hmm, weird because mm-hmm. I, I still don't speak korean right But when I say that, I mean, like, I felt like I could walk on the street and no one's, like, looking at me being like, oh, get the fuck out of my country or, like, second-guessing me. And they would just speak to me in Korean and they wouldn't be like, you're your uh, your korean is so good or something like yeah. in that like when i say yeah. when i'm in canada sometimes i'll speak english and i'm born and raised here and people will be like well your english is so good and i was like no really I, um, right God right damn. yeah so i'm just like also yeah so in canada i'm just like i don't feel like i belong here even though i'm born and raised here in vietnam they can smell a foreigner from like 10 miles away like they just know like vietnamese people have some extra like eighth sense <laughs> being like this person make more money than me <laughs> and they just go up to you so so in Korea, it was like the only time where I was like, oh, I felt like I could walk on the street. No one really gives a shit about me. And that's kind of all I want, right? Just like no one gives a shit about me. No one second guesses who I am and my identity. And then I just kind of get to, to live my life, which is, which is what I really like. But, how, but did you feel like you, you fit in or you blended in when you were in Korea?
1: I think so. I think I blended in like until someone spoke to me that is. Then they're like, oh, this guy, this guy doesn't belong here. <laughs>
0: exactly. But exactly, yes.
1: I think that's part of the whole Asian uh, expat experience. Mm-hmm. And how that differs from non-Asians, uh, yes. because because like the experiences you and I had in Korea are probably drastically different from what a white guy got, you know, yeah, or you know what other girl. yeah other people got who aren't Asian. The thing I hear the most common is the stairs. Like think about how we mm. live in small towns uh, where. You know, if yeah. if there's like a black person, they would be the only black person yeah. in like the whole, the whole, the whole province, basically.
0: Right, 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 right. And but the next, like 200 kilometers. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And then everyone in the town or, you know, maybe not in Weiguan because that's where the army base was. But right, right. Like everyone in the farming town would be like, would notice you and see what you do. Yeah. And it's like you're under the, the, the microscope.
0: A microscope.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah but where but then when i talk about my experiences in korea it's it's none of that because i can just walk on yeah. the street normally i can totally you know blend in so to say so yeah. i i think that's in a sense it's a pro and a con um because it's it's a good thing there if you if you don't want to be bothered but then mm-hmm. like you said it gets weird or like confusing when it, fa- when it turns out you can't speak Korean. <laughs> it, it, and they're like, what's like, wrong with this it, guy?
0: It, it, it gets uncomfortable when we have to come out as foreigners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's all it's all fun until, like, we have to kind of, like, shatter their image of, um, you know, this process of them communicating with us. They yeah. thought it was going to be easy, and it's going to be the complete opposite, right? I, I've had Koreans, like, say to me when I was there, they're like, in Korean, they're like, why don't you speak korean (laughs) literally like why don't you speak korean and i was like oh no no no! my parents are from vietnam and they're like oh (laughs) all right all right but yeah our experience in korea as asian expats it's very different because we kind of get to blend in but that also means like we don't really get the kind of i don't know foreigner privilege do we as yes. much maybe as like someone who's yeah. white or or even black people?
1: Not the not the external privileges of like um, people noticing that you're a foreigner immediately. Yeah. Um, which I don't know like what is there a privilege or like like people just you can get away with more I guess like more yeah. more quote unquote rude or or bad behavior you can get away with it easier totally. Whereas totally. like you might get a few stares but. You know, that's it. But then, you know, yeah. then see another Asian person acting poorly or something, you know, acting strangely, it's going to be like, what, what's yeah. going on here?
0: Right, right, exactly. But my favorite thing, though, because uh, we also hung out with that girl who was um, East Indian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, she's, so she's not white, right? But even still, she got a lot of foreigner privilege in Korea. Like, I don't know if you remember the story she would tell, but like one time she was, I think she was going to meet me and she was really late and then the reason she was really late was like she was at a bus stop waiting for the bus right she's like a tall east indian woman yep and then and then when and when she was late we're like yo what happened why are you late and she's like oh a guy drove by stopped his car looked at her and then asked her for directions or something like that i guess he just used that as an in to talk to her and then he like got out of his car and then he like he told her he's a photographer, and then he asked if he could take some photos of her. <laughs> so she, so the reason she was late was she had an impromptu photo shoot
1: at the bus stop. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah,
0: amazing, right? No, like one no one would suffer for No one would stop us. <laughs> no, no, no one would look twice at us, right? Which, which I'm not complaining about, but uh, we got that. And then when we would go out, uh, even though she's not white, people knew we were foreigners immediately. And then we would get a lot of what we would call... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) so that was dope so service is basically free shit from the restaurant you know you might get like a free pop or you might get like some free dishes on the side or candy or dessert and stuff like that so that was some foreigner privilege because i remember when i would talk to my korean like my local korean friends about it they'd be like oh oh because you are a foreigner you get that blah 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 so it was kind of nice. I, we I I kind of felt like when I was out with her or someone that wasn't like Asian, uh, we were treated like a little better at least on the surface. Yeah,
1: definitely. I don't know, you're definitely right. Definitely.
0: Yeah. So so that was really yeah nice.
1: So it's um, always good to have a foreigner looking guy in your party.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For <laughs> the perks. Call up call up the uh call up the the one guy that that everyone knows. <laughs> but yeah, did you feel like you faced any sort of pushback uh because we were teaching English but we're not white and we're from Canada, you know?
1: Yeah, there's there's that conception that uh they only want you know the white guys, the white people teaching English. Uh which mm-hmm. I don't think I faced a lot because we were in a small town um
0: well you were you were in the really seedy town
1: yeah that that's (laughs) right that's um i mean i guess here's here's an interesting story like one of the kids i taught said something really interesting to me he was like and he's like oh you're from canada like this isn't broken korean Uh, english you know uh and then i'm like yeah i'm from canada and he was so confused he's like oh why uh he's like you're (laughs) <laughs> essentially he was saying like your eyes aren't blue your hair's not blonde and yeah and i just i just sat i just like thought i like <laughs> and i just realized the the concept of immigration didn't exist in this kid's kid's mind
0: mm, that's right um, that's
1: right and i was i just thought how this was such a unique like life experience to know like i'm i'm just some chinese canadian guy decided to come to korea to teach in english because i want to to escape reality and then yep. learn more about the other stuff and then here teaching in literal farm schools kids <laughs> kids thinking all canadians are you know uh, white. uh
0: like A- Arian, yeah
1: i'm like yeah, well yeah
0: <laughs> <Arian. you> know, <laughs> the superior white superior <laughs> the superior race um, yeah. but
1: in terms of explicit pushback i don't think i faced any um for the most part it was it was a good experience uh here's a oh and another interesting story is like uh in my city i went to a a weekly language exchange ran at the university
0: oh uh, nice yeah because
1: the university the professor was uh she lived in philadelphia and english was you know like like good normal i guess like like yeah
0: yeah like, like normal like, i don't want to say when it's we good say good like, yeah yeah we have to adjust it for what country we're in and,
1: and no uh, like i mean that. i mean her english was like us oh so i meant what? i meant like normal like she lived in philadelphia for like a long time uh oh, okay, okay so okay but she's korean uh and then right I, I would talk to her occasionally after this is after i left korea in in messaging and she would say like uh i, I really hope you had she was really thankful I showed up to the English, uh, language exchanges, right? It's it's basically just a bunch of first-year university students sitting around the table, and each table had, like, one foreigner, and it was just a foreigner speaking English. and, and all the, Oh, really? And all the Korean people <laughs> just, like, shy being shy or something. Um, so, <laughs> Sounds
0: about right, So yeah. she was
1: thankful that I went, and then she would always say, like, um, it's like, oh, I really hope you enjoyed your time in Korea. And like I thought, you know, I had a great time in Korea, uh, but she always... She seemed to think that I encountered forms of racism because I was Chinese. Which mm. maybe I'm just too ignorant or something to not notice it. I don't know if people are
0: yeah.
1: being racist to me, but apparently like it. I mean, I could see it happening how Koreans might not like other other like Asian races or something. And that that might yeah, be like definitely. a whole Asian hatred. and a self-Asian hatred thing. Like you hate but, the other uh, Asians.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I mean, yeah, I don't know, yeah. but that I was just really interested to hear that because like she would say, the professor would say like, uh, you know, maybe Koreans don't treat Chinese people the best. I'm like, what what are you talking about? I, I didn't have any of these experiences. So
0: mm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think for me, like, I definitely like know that, you know, there's a lot of racism even within like the Asians themselves and uh, Japan is the most homogenous country in the entire world and number two is Korea. Korea, right? So so we're dealing with very like xenophobic cultures, right? Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that there's racism. And I know like how Koreans view Vietnamese people. Uh, it's, it's not very favorable, especially with all like the, oh, Vietnam is where like old Korean men go to like pick up young girls because they're so like expendable and cheap and blah, blah, right? So you can only imagine the stereotypes that exist there. And for me to come as a Vietnamese person to teach English to Korean people, right, with their tax money. Mm-hmm. Like, just just imagine how they're feeling about that, right? Um
1: Oh definitely. So, Keep um, in mind like our salary was probably for what we did oh, was more than oh, was a, than a, a beginner, yeah. even like a like a entry level teacher who who actually oh, went sure. to yeah. school, teacher school and yeah, yeah. paid for their education. And then oh, we and out of nowhere like of this this random Foreigner, comes out of nowhere, works, comes to school for four like... and a half hours a day <laughs> and leaves right after and has, a, has an apartment. Yeah. You know, gets paid more than me. Like, like what the... Exactly. Yeah, I can see right? where... doesn't know
0: what they're doing. Yeah. I can
1: see where that distaste this, this would come from. Uh, right. But I don't know if it was tied into race. It, it could have been. Uh, but, again, like, I, you know, I'm not like... Uh, a white guy so i don't know maybe if i was my experience with there would have been different or i would have been treated differently or more favorably i don't know i i can't really say that right uh
0: i i had a friend like so for me personally um uh, my school was like relatively okay um at the beginning i had a hard time because my my mentor teacher who was basically our like babysitter at the school kind of or the person kind of responsible for us like if we broke a leg or something we would have to call our mentor teacher and then she would have to deal with fucking all the bullshit that comes with that um she really didn't uh like me and and you know what i thought it was actually quite unfair because they put another they put a chinese girl from canada from vancouver before me and then they put me at the same school, so I'm just like, okay. So I feel like the school is really getting fucked over, <laughs> right? Because you're getting two Asians from Canada, both from Vancouver, back to back, right? Like, if you're gonna send another Asian, why don't, why can't they be from Toronto? So then the kids can learn new things about Toronto or something, you know? So I think they're they were already disappointed that I'm you know I'm Asian, right? And then I'm mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. from Vancouver, so, uh, but you know, overall, I think uh, if they, they they were okay, I would say the teachers were quite. Um, nice. Uh, if there was explicit racism, it, it yeah, it, it wasn't really there. Like I think Koreans are a lot nicer than than the uh, media says they are. Um, they're very nice people. Yeah,
1: people in Korea are very. Nice. Very, ni- they like yeah, very nice. They like to party and um, they will. They get, like to drink. They will get down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they 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 know how to party. They know how to work hard, play hard. They yeah, yeah. it's it's all them, but um, but yeah, I know a girl who you know she's. She's black, and then she was sent to this one school uh, with our program, so another, like, countryside area. And the reason she was sent there was because that school rejected a Filipino teacher. Wow, so yeah. So a Filipino guy was sent there, and the school was like, no, we only want white or black. So they had to switch my friend in because uh, she's black to teach at that school, and then I don't know where the Filipino guy went. So, so definitely racism exists, and they're just like, we want a teacher from America, and we want them to look like this. Mm-hmm. So well, it's definitely a real thing, yeah.
1: It is. Yeah, rampantly throughout Asia, there is that notion that if you're going to pay someone to teach you English, it should be someone who teaches you Who's English, who, teaches you, who who can speak English fluently, uh, and their, right. their idea is, you know, a white person right. or a black person. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, exactly. But, you know, whether or not they can actually teach English is a different story, right? But
0: Totally. But it's
1: literally for, maybe it's like they just want that person on their brochure.
0: I think so. I You know what it is? I think also because we were teaching elementary school students who like, let's, I would say like probably over half of my students are never going to leave Korea. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, fuck it. Like, I even had one kid say to me one time, he's like, teacher, why English? Me Korean. Me Korean in Korea. Why English, right? And I was like, yo, <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah, I like I can't even argue with you, right? Because if you never leave Korea... And you live in countryside, Korea, you live in an up. yeah. <laughs> like, I totally I understand your frustration, <laughs> right? But well, you know, it's like us learning like...
1: French in Canada.
0: Oh, totally. Right. You it's have like, to learn why, it. Why am uh, I learning you have French? To
1: learn it for all these years. And then I, I'm not, I'm not going to live in, you know, I'm not going to live in Quebec. So.
0: Right. Exactly. Right. If I go to France, I'll just be like the dumb like tourist that's like Eiffel Tower where. Right. So think about.
1: So I taught at three schools. Uh, throughout the year and my main school from grade one to six had 25 kids so f- it was like you know three grade ones two grade twos uh, <laughs> oh
0: my god I swear
1: to god like the, the whole grade three class didn't exist because there just didn't happen to be a grade three something like that <laughs> so like these are the small schools we're talking about like it probably costs the the city more money to keep it open than to have them you know oh, go to another school,
0: like move to different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. But like
1: these are the, and it's very likely these kids they'll stay in where they are. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, I don't know. I I don't want to say that because with the internet, you know, kids are exposed to more. Maybe they, you know, at least have aspirations to move to like Seoul or something. But
0: right, but. Uh, <laughs>
1: But aspirations to move to Seoul. Exactly yeah, right. Oh like get out of God. get out of this oop.
0: But you know what? It sounds like we're making a joke, but this is real.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. What I want to say is though, it's like a lot of you're right. These kids are probably gonna stay there and maybe even take over the farms. And yeah, why why right. do they need to learn English?
0: Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, uh,
1: but for us, it's like I said in the beginning. It's literally. Just like a working holiday. And, yeah. And if you're going to go over there, I think you should. Yeah, it's it's good to be professional at work, but you can't really. I find it hard to take a job of like that seriously.
0: And you know what? I don't think anyone there really expected us to take it seriously either, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's what it was. Um, did you ever get invited to go to Heshik's?
1: Yes, the working party.
0: Yeah, the working drinking, party. Drinking party. Working party, yeah. How was that experience? So a hoish uh, is
1: um is literally for the listeners the party after work where everyone just drinks and uh and the principal just pours you drinks and you, you can't refuse it. Yeah, you're, like, no, you're, yeah it's the it's the <laughs> boss.
0: It's against the law to refuse a drink from the principal. Essentially,
1: essentially. <laughs> and yeah. And what and what you're supposed to do is, uh, in Korea, you're supposed to you're, if you have a drink and you're drinking a shot, you're taking a shot with someone older than you. You're supposed to turn around, right? Like you're supposed yeah, to turn to you the have wall to cover your
0: face or you cover your mouth. Yeah. And
1: that's I remember during orientation because we had the whole month, three week orientation before. Oh my god!
0: Being, Thank God we had that.
1: Yeah, before being shipped off to our
0: uh, countryside.
1: Oops! Like.
0: Oh, wait, just to interrupt you, like during my interview before I got the job. One of the questions was, you are walking on the street and you want to buy a potato from this grandma. What do you do? That was literally one of the questions <laughs> in the interview. <laughs> like, you don't speak Korean. Like, how are you going to buy a potato? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so this is how, like, like countryside the area is. Okay, sorry.
1: <laughs> so you have to take the drink, essentially. And, yeah. and when you drink yeah. it, you're supposed to turn around. That's one of the mannerisms they taught us in that three-week uh, boot, boot camp, basically.
0: Boot camp, there we go.
1: They teach us all this stuff on how to teach effectively and then once you get to your school you just re- you, you don't use any of
0: it. <laughs> they should have taught us how to drink effectively. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so um at this I remember this huishik uh, I went to uh, it was pretty early on in my it might have even been like a welcoming party. I don't even remember but uh, I was sitting in front of the the principal, and then people were all around me. I was I was kind of in the middle of the table, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: so you know there's no running away.
0: Big shot, big shot foreigner. Yeah, maybe
1: maybe <laughs> it was my welcoming party. I don't remember.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and I I just remember going like like taking the first few shots of him. He would keep pouring more soju to me, and like I'm not a big fan of soju. It it does not taste good in my opinion.
0: I don't know why it's so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding.
1: <laughs> but and I'm a I'm a poor drinker. So the thing is oh, like no. I No, the thing is I don't like um it might be like allergy or something cuz I I vomit before I like blackout or anything. So that's when I, it's my body telling me to stop. But then like, you know, I'm I'm good, but I'm not like, you know, my body decides to vomit. So I knew I was going to oh. throw up and yeah. I You know i was kind of like i just got up and went to the washroom and uh apparently i i just walked so fast i walked into the woman's room (laughs) no one was in there (laughs) no one was in there but but i you know how there's those um squat toilets
0: yeah yeah squat toilets yeah yeah
1: i couldn't even make it to the squat toilet i just turned to the sink (gasps) and i puked in the sink
0: in the women's bathroom yeah
1: in the sink and i think the <laughs> oh sink got clogged God. because the the staff were pretty mad oh when we were leaving
0: oh um, yeah no shit <laughs> gavin gabine mm-hmm.
1: and then um uh, and then from from that uh from that Huay she my mentor teacher was always like you know take it slow or like you don't need like don't drink too much i'm like yeah it's I okay got, I got it's it.
0: okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: And um, oh, one more thing I forgot was like during when I was drinking, like literally trying to go shot for shot with the principal until like three shots or whatever my limit was.
0: Oh man, you're trying to compete with a veteran?
1: He kept going on for like, he had like two bottles, three, four bottles by himself. Like just lining up. (laughs) I'm like, what the? But I I just remember every time I took a shot, I forgot about the uh, staring, looking away thing.
0: Oh, so you and I just in drank, his drank in his
1: face, and I was just oh, thinking, about, like so, he was.
0: Oh, you're so disrespectful! I can't even. Yeah, I just.
1: <gasps> I I don't know why I just completely forgot about it. I was like, I was like, yeah, this guy's pouring me drinks. You know, he had a big smile on his face. He seemed friendly enough. Yeah. I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah take some shots, and then, <laughs> and then you know, I was probably just like dissing him <laughs> straight up. Yeah,
0: he's like, this is the rudest kid ever.
1: <laughs> but luckily, uh, I guess that was the foreigner card. You know, they didn't.
0: Exactly. I assume it didn't mind
1: it. I assume he didn't mind it. He knew I was a foreigner.
0: Dude, the foreigner card was the best card to have in Korea. <laughs> like, this was like, this might have been more powerful than a MasterCard. Like, I don't know. Like, because I remember there was one day, I think it was like a voting day in Korea. So because it was a voting day, like, we didn't have work, right? And so I was like, okay, in my little small town, Waegwan, it was only one train stop to the bigger town, Daegu, right? So I was really lucky. I was yes, in the Daegu. countryside. But then I was only 15 minutes by train away from Daegu, so I could be in the city, like, in less than half an hour. It was great. So because I didn't have school that day, um, and it was just one stop, I think I, think I had a, a month pass, because I would go to Daegu, like, all the time. Uh, I think that day it expired, but I didn't know. So I like oh oh no 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 I think what happened was like I heard the trains were free on like a stat holiday or something like that I I don't know I don't know where I'm getting this information yep. from Sorry. anyway so I'm sitting on the train and then of course like the train check like ticket checker guy comes yeah he's like asking everyone to see their ticket and then when it's like my turn and I'm like oh fuck I like I don't have a ticket and then he's like asking me for a ticket and I just look at him and then he's speaking to me in Korean and I just look at him and then I'm like oh I don't speak Korean right yeah <laughs> and then he's like oh ticket. And I was like, oh, uh, and then I show him my pass that's expired. was like, oh, you know? <laughs> and he was like, it's and okay. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then he's just like, okay, because you could buy it off him, right? Yeah. he
1: didn't want to bother explain. like speaking English to you though. Probably yeah, right? yeah. He, was he was like, like oh, was like, I, yeah, this I can't is be not bothered. Like
0: this is just the, I think the, the, the th- job. <laughs> i I can't ticket exactly exactly he's like i don't i don't i don't get paid enough to deal with this bullshit basically so and and the ticket from like weiguan to daegu was only like 2,500 won which is like three bucks or something yeah so so yeah i just i think he just like let me buy a ticket there and then walked away but i think if i was korean right you got fined you would have been been in prison
1: you know it would have been done your your life would have been done
0: exactly exactly i would have had to pay the penalty no i just paid the straight ticket and i was like wow this is not a bad life. Like I kind of like this, <laughs> but yeah, no. It it was a good experience. Like it was very. It was like it really felt like a a dream almost because we we put we literally put pause on life, right? Our real life yep. back home, yep. our friends I back would, home. I would say so. And then, and then everything we experienced was brand new, and everyone we experienced it with was going through the exact same thing. It's,
1: going to another country with a program like this is sort of like going. Back to like, high school, with your buddies. Yeah,
0: because there yeah, isn't like some
1: exchange. Yeah, there isn't another time where you'll have friends who also work similar hours to you and are in the same. I'm talking about in the same life stage. Stage, yeah. Like, whereas now you know some some of your friends are married, some of them have kids, some mm-hmm. of them are still in school. Um, it's all jumbled up, which you know it's it's life without the pause button Right. so when a group of foreigners like this go to another country to teach it's it's not that you're it's not just your you get to explore and have fun it's you have that support group or your, your buddies with you and I mm-hmm. think which is what makes it such a unique experience that um, yeah. that it is literally a, a working vacation a vacation more than working
0: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah well that's crazy because coming back yeah.
1: coming back going back to Canada is like a whole different thing because like other your your friends uh are probably in different stages in your life right like when I went back after Korea all my friends have graduated
0: right 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 I mean I only had yeah, no, I, I only bad. had
1: one semester left so it was like whatever but
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yeah. yeah yeah no that's true like when you cut like like after Korea I I felt like it was really hard to come back after teaching abroad because like I know you you were in Japan teaching as well. Yes. Um, yeah. And then I went to Vietnam to teach and then, you know, here's. A, yeah, because
1: I think uh, the reason why I, I don't know about you, but the reason why I went back to Asia and I I went to Japan to teach English through another program was partly because the, the life was so great in the the independence the uh the whole like i said holiday vibe where you have yeah you get off work at this time you have buddies on weekends you make plans you travel around you do whatever right uh yeah but i also feel that um another reason i went to japan was honestly i didn't really know what i wanted to do after school and uh you know, I already had a year of teaching experience it was pretty easy to get not easy but I could go to Japan and apply my skills there and again it was sort of like me pressing pause when I think about it now yeah. to mm-hmm. to get away because a person like me I know I'm ultimately not going to live in Asia when I'm quote unquote an adult because <laughs> I, I can't even order a cab to go to the, the mall you know what I'm saying <laughs> So I I did go back to Japan um, from 2017 and until 2019, summer to summer, and uh, I spent two years living in Japan, teaching in a city city very similar to Gimcheon, minus was
0: it also like CDS? minus the minus the Hooker Hill. <laughs> okay, okay. But size wise,
1: population wise, uh, it was farming. It was it was central. It was rural. Um, there was a train station, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was quite similar, uh, which was kind of ironic, but also it, it did give me a chance to reassess my own life. And, um, for me, I think the pause button was good for me. It was helpful because it did give me a chance to, to see what, to get a better vision of what I wanted in my life. Uh, whereas yeah. I know I know a lot of people who graduate school are probably in my situation where they don't know, especially if you have like a random B.A. in, in some random yeah. arts. It's like you're not going to. B-
0: by random, you mean social science B.A.
1: <laughs> exactly. And and I yeah, and and I'm allowed to say that because I have one. So
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Shout out to all the English teachers in Asia. They all got social science they're all, B.A.
1: They're all B.A.'s. <laughs> Oh my god. Cause honestly it it gave me the reset living in Japan too. Um being older, so I took it a bit more serious and I did stay longer. Uh and when I say I lived in I took Japan more seriously, I don't mean like I didn't care about Korea, but I meant that you know, I was two years older. Uh I Right. I had a more focus, like this is what I wanted to do. Whereas in Korea I had that that uh cushioning when i come back from korea i had a semester left in school you know i right, was still right. a kid but yeah so i don't know if that was like your korea experience because you already graduated right
0: yeah i graduated and then i went to korea and right. you, were, you had not graduated no yet. yeah so yeah yeah no i was i when i went to korea i was just like i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do and and what happened with me actually was i had applied for over 80 jobs eight zero jobs mm-hmm. back in vancouver mm-hmm. And I didn't get a single callback. This is how useless a psychology BA is for anyone listening. Just just unless you're going to get like a master's in psychology, like don't even try. Well, if you're, trying to, if you're trying to teach
1: English in Asia, then you get...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you want to teach English in Asia, like go for that psych BA. Yeah, so Korea was the only person, like the only thing that called me back. And I was like, you know what? I literally applied for over 80 jobs and nothing. That's like, so... Like I have no choice.
1: That's so true. And that's like the other half of the reason I, I went to Japan. Like, dude, okay. cause, cause, I already lived abroad. I'm not like Japan and Korea, are totally different. I get it, but I already lived yeah. in, I already lived abroad in Asia. If I if I landed like a decent, you know, like a government job in Toronto, I I, I would not have went to, you know, I would have not have went to um, Japan, and mm-hmm. that that sucks because I really do appreciate the uh, experiences and the growth. I, you know, my adventures in Japan. Um, yeah. So I I can't say that now, but thinking back to my mindset before I applied to go to Japan if I had if I could have actually got a quote unquote real job like a job Ooh. I was satisfied with I probably right. wouldn't have went to Japan um, like a yappy job yeah exactly yeah. like like you know I could just record podcasts all day you know that
0: oh god that would be my dream Then god, I would we need to monetize somehow
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I think um a question I get a question I get asked a lot is which country is better because Japan and Korea right. are neighbors they in the western eye at least there's a lot of parallels uh, well, and
0: there, and there's also a long standing history between the two countries yep
1: yep of a uh, hardcore beef <laughs>
0: hard beef
1: <laughs>
0: we got we got the wait, what's the Korean beef what is it called is it ha- hanu beef hanu, ha- hanu beef and beef and, and like, then then <laughs> Way goofy.
1: <laughs> Look But honestly, when people ask me which country I like better, it's it's really hard to answer because, um, well, the first thing is my my approach to each country was a bit different. Yeah, uh, I sp- and I spent more time in Japan because, uh, like in in Korea, I had a year. I was only there for a year because I needed to go back to school. Yeah. In Japan, uh, I spent a second year because. Living there the first year was, was just like brand new. It was, everything was new. Everything was exciting. But the second year was when I really could enjoy living on my own with, with nothing being or with less things being surprising.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: So I think um, what I generally say is Korea is more fun, quote, unquote, for like the younger people. Yeah, I definitely. Agree. Uh it's the cost of living is cheaper and uh mm-hmm. generally speaking if you're going there to teach English or something or something uh your your rent is paid for. Mm-hmm. So uh Japan is I would say has more of a like a traditional culture. Like Korea has cultures and stuff, but like like I said, I didn't even go to the famous temple in my city. So so I mean <laughs> that's how that's how much like that's the mindset. That's how much I cared about the culture. Um, right,
0: right. And you also study sociology, so you actually do care about culture. A lot.
1: I, I do, I do. But you see <laughs> yeah. one temple, you have seen them all.
0: Yeah, that's, so that's to a, say. Yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Japan is is more of that, though. It's, uh, it's more tradition. Like, not to say Korea isn't, but Korea, I feel, has sort of been, uh,
0: like commercialized. Commercialized,
1: exactly. Yes. Yeah. Japan while it is commercialized it still has in my opinion has a sense of a uh, has a traditional sense maybe and that might just be because i spent more time going around japan uh and mm-hmm. seeing historical landmarks and stuff that's just my own experience right. so
0: well i think i think the thing too is like the reason korea feels a lot more commercialized is because it is because the whole country was torn down yep. and just recently built up right yep. that's why everything yep. is so like new and, and modern yeah and
1: japan has like a yeah. long you know thousands of year of history so exactly it's, exactly it is it is different if like a young ba student or graduate <laughs> were to ask me which country should i go teach at yeah it really depends on on their goals right um if you're yeah. trying to have fun trying to party every
0: night it's it's korea it's, it's Korea is created. amazing for partying. It's a dream. If you're
1: yeah. if you're trying to, you know, like not to say Japan, you can't party, but it it's probably it's it's more expensive, I'd say, and mm-hmm. um, there there are I like I don't want to like shit on Korea so much, but there there's <laughs> there's more like historical things I I want to say, but keep yeah. in mind Japan's a bigger country. It's a larger country, so
0: that's true. Korea is very small. Yeah.
1: Like Korea, you can get from Busan to Seoul in six Seoul. hours. Like that's like
0: I know in in like three hours or something
1: on, on the KTX. On the KTX, yeah. Oh, it's
0: because less than three hours. On the I KTX was
1: too poor. Though. I could only afford the Mugunghwa. So
0: shout out to the Mugunghwa. <laughs>
1: so the six-hour train.
0: Shout out! The, shout out to the slowest train in Korea. <laughs> you know like sometimes when i f- felt like fancy i'll be like "Ooh, i'll go on the what's the one above the that at the, the s-, s yeah there's a middle train. class there's a middle class yeah, yeah there's like a middle class train you got like the slowest like dinky smelly train that smells like urine all the time then you got the one like one step up that's fancy and then you got the ktx the bullet train <laughs>
1: Oh,
0: oh my man. god <laughs> I remember when we would we used to hang out um cause you lived in Gimchon, I lived in Weiguan and between us was one stop called Gumi yep and often we would meet in Gumi cause we're meeting halfway and then we would both like have to take the Mugunghwa back because like oh I would always have to take the Mugunghwa because the fancy train I think or the middle class train didn't even stop in my town <laughs> 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 my 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 train stop was only Mugunghwa. <laughs> oh my god!
1: That's exactly And I remember, it. if I yep.
0: wanted to take the KTX to Seoul, I would like have to backtrack back to like Dongdaegu Station. <laughs> yep. And then go to Seoul. <laughs> oh man, oh, The that was funny.
1: Oh my god that train was that dirt was cheap train. oh my god that, just thinking yeah, back now yeah
0: was so cheap it was crazy yeah, cheap yeah. like this we would never be able to pay this price in canada like absolutely not no no it's yeah
1: like just hop on i don't know like what, what do we have here like the via rail you know i mean canada's yeah, that, canada's a lot huger too though
0: canada is gigantic
1: so i mean like going from seoul to busan is not the same trip as going from toronto to oh, vancouver yeah
0: no it's like that trip like times a million on on a plane
1: it's that trip on a plane
0: well we yeah. we literally have a three three hour time zone difference yes exactly <laughs> i remember when our friend was like hey nina and gavin you guys should uh keep in touch back in canada because she's like you guys are so close you can hang out all the time yeah, and you live i was in like, canada, like toronto and Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you know what a map looks like. We literally have a time zone difference. Like, she's like, you're getting it all the time. I'm like, no. I've never been to Toronto. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my god, this is so funny. Um yeah, everyone check out Gavin on DIU podcast on Spotify and iTunes.
1: We have a website. It's uh <laughs> diupod.com, right? D I U P O D.com weekly episodes uh it's it's kind of like a it is like an asian canadian kind of podcast mm-hmm. where we talk about we talk about uh each week my my co-host and i we just bring in an issue and we talk about what's uh you know why is it an issue right and um there's the show has has legs of its own so it has a long it's a long-running uh tradition so before the show before this this iteration of the show before i went to japan we had we had a uh, we had like fifty episodes. Nice. Uh, and then I went to Japan. My co-host, um, he went to Taiwan to teach English, uh, and then we came back this uh, last summer and sort of rebooted the show. Mm-hmm. So um, we have like twenty something episodes now. Uh, it's it's growing. Yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, and yeah, we love doing podcasts. And I'm 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 really happy, Nina. You're doing podcasts too, so.
0: Oh my god! Stop. It adds to like, it adds
1: to like what I can listen to.
0: <laughs> you're too nice. Like, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for listening to Pass the Poutine Podcast. I'm not your host, Gavin.
0: <laughs> I'm your host, Nina, and thank you everyone for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.
1: Bye. Pass, pass the poutine. is the poutine.